All right, people, welcome back to the 2030 podcast once again. Thank you so much for joining us time and time and time and time again. We're happy you could be with us once again, Timo Kwaje. Niko salama sana, brother. Labda wewe? Niko poa kabisa, wiki mekwaje. Wiki mekwa mzuri kabisa. And so today we are back again with another episode. And again, as we've mentioned time and time again in this podcast, this season we're focusing on helping you guys move forward past this pandemic. A lot has happened. Um, a lot of issues and throughout this season as you've been seeing we've been trying to explore different things that you can do different skills that can help you um, things that you should acquire people you should know um, books you should read that can help you become better after this pandemic and so today we're diving into something else um, that will help you further and so Tim Nezatuambia yeah, so today we are going to be talking a bit about uh, learning digital skills uh, during this particular season. Uh, I think if there's anything uh, the pandemic has been able to bring out of us is our ingenuity yeah. and the fact that we've been able to rely <clears throat> so much on the internet. I think I mentioned to you, Josh, I think on a previous, previous episode of this particular podcast, if this coronavirus happened like in the 1940s wakati akukua na internet akukua na youtube akukua na tv akukua na simu i don't know how we would have survived i think guys thank god for the internet you know the funny thing is this i think guys would have actually survived because you can't miss what you've never had it's hard to miss what you've never had because and so that's why it looks like it's a big deal if it's not there so yeah yeah but um it's been an interesting season because pretty much everything has moved um a lot of stuff has moved online i mean meetings podcast recordings um businesses business. transactions transactions exactly and a lot of people have profited those who position themselves those who position themselves well have actually profited a lot from this and so what we're trying to do with this episode is to explore how we as young guys can actually utilize this tool um within this time and even after this season so that if ever god forbid such a thing was to happen again um we can be in a better position to actually handle it and so of course yeah we we're not doing this alone see you tomorrow yes we have a guest Willing yeah, we are, we are, we are happy. <laughs> you know, this is what happens when the guest is female and the host of the two podcasts. <laughs> we are tongue-tied, we are, we are sweating, our palms are sweating. So <laughs> I think I'll let the guest introduce herself. But basically, we are going to be talking about digital skills and how we can hone those skills to better ourselves. Yeah. And we are joined by... Oh, <laughs> I was still enjoying your interaction. <laughs> okay, so I am Stacey Nzalambi Murabu. We are working towards dropping the Stacey because every time I say Stacey, I sound like a seven-year-old. But Nzalambi Murabu. Okay. And I am a digital executive for Citizen TV. Oh, fantastic. Karibu nice. sana. sana. Karibu sana. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank yeah. you for having me. Anytime you have a title with the name executive, kuna kitu hapo. Imagine, I can't get in a kubwa. I can't get a title kubwa. Sijui ni wasukumia namba boss wangu mwambie vile executive. The promotion, salary increase. So Karibu Sana, thanks so much Zalami for being with us today um, in this very important conversation. So as you mentioned before, a lot of stuff has pretty much moved online. I mean, um, for a season in our lives, we were cocooned. Uh, for a season this year, we were cocooned in the house. Um, everything from 
our work to our Sunday services in church to our meetings were pretty much being done online. And then, and, and those who position themselves well, of course, have profited. Those who did not have those structures in place seem to have suffered more than others. And so the question, of course, just what we're trying to achieve with this episode is how we can basically um, position ourselves better now and past this season. So my first question to you would be, first of all, tell us a little bit about your journey, about what you do, what, what does a day-to-day, uh, what, what does a day-to-day life of a digital executive look like? Uh, my journey started very interestingly. Um, I had a man who has remained to be my mentor to this day, uh, Sir John Dere believed that I had an eye for the digital space. All this time, I was still into PR and marketing, and I really thought that's where that was my feet. Um, but he decided to give me a shot in um, social media specifically and digital um, arena, really. And <clears throat> by that is he he allowed me to kind of learn on the job. And I say allow because right now looking back, that was actually a very big lesson for me. I don't think I'd have learned any other way. Um, So he, first of all, got me through to Reverend Kathy Kuna, who I did her social media and still continue to do. Um, And after that, then I was connected through that into an agency called Christian 360, which is where I did digital and social media for them. It is a PR and branding um, agency. So after that, I got into Citizen TV in 2018. So Christian 360 was in 2017. Josh, you'll go 2017. I just left, remember? So it was about, I, I, I personally left, I think it was 2016. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Then, yes, then I must have joined in 2017. So I joined Christian 360 in 2017 around March. And I was with them for a couple of months. Then I went to Citizen TV. So uh, when I joined Citizen TV, the only opening they had for me at that time was as an intern. And I remember I battled with it for a very long time because I was thinking, I have the experience needed for this job. But they're telling me the only available opening they have for me right now is as an intern. Mm -hmm. But I still took it. And yeah, this is where we are at now. Was it a paid internship? Maybe it was around that time. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was not. It was not a paid internship. Yeah. By the time this whole hula baloo of paid internship was blowing up on Twitter, mm-hmm. I honestly wish I could forward it to my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> but by that time, my internship period had already lapsed. Okay. So, I was getting a contract by the time that conversation was coming up. But no, it was not a paid internship. I was an intern for Citizen TV for three and a half months, actually almost four months. Then um, I moved to Radio Citizen, which I believed was a station for old people. But I viewed their social media numbers. I doubled their social media numbers on Instagram and Twitter. And 
by the time I was leaving Radio Citizen to move back to Citizen TV to handle digital for Citizen TV, mm -hmm. the YouTube uh, for Radio Citizen had moved from zero subscribers to 51,000 subscribers. Wow. Nice. Wow. So then I moved to Citizen TV, yeah, which is where I am now. You remember the time we were having that conversation that was saying about the, the book I was recommending to you about So Good They Can't Ignore You. And it's in that book they were telling us, um, it was saying that you need to have passion for your work first and then go, uh, go ahead and do work that you have passion for and then uh, the money will come and blah, blah, blah. But so that book comes ahead and goes ahead and tells us that you should acquire the skills first. And then as you do the work, and, gain, and, and increase the value at the place the passion continues to come. And so I'm glad to find somebody who I can, who I feel fits into that pretty well. That's a exact description. Yeah, yeah because you know, yeah. started in PR, then you're here in social media. That's an interesting place. So a lot, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of stuff is online now, and we are now, um, we're now basically trying to be, be a lot more innovative with our work. How do you think that has helped us as young people being online? Because you see, before social media, a lot of our parents would see social media as a nuisance. So, yeah. They see it yeah. as a nuisance. This we just chat on Facebook and Instagram and the likes. But now they've come to actually um, appreciate what it's all about. And so, for us as young people, how can we, in your eye, how has this first of all helped us as young people specifically in such a time as this? We are honestly growing up in quite interesting times okay. because everybody who is tapping into the digital arena right now has things that they will be able to rip off from next year after covid and continuously they'll have something that they could always fall back on which hasn't always been the case um so honestly for every for every young person who's getting into spaces like youtube and podcast right now they're honestly in the right direction because those of us who've been doing um digital things for a very long time as profession uh, as professionals we've been thinking that everybody needs to tap into the digital space but everybody else looks at digital as something that you do on the side something that you do part-time or it can be a side hustle but it's actually very engaging so everybody right now who's getting into youtubing and podcasting and blogging and they're going to especially people who are consistent right now with their content they're going to rip off in bulk after covid especially as from next year and how can somebody get into that? So now you've mentioned you mentioned different aspects. You mentioned YouTubing, you mentioned podcasting. Um, how can somebody position themselves well in that? Because I mean, can the YouTube say easy? The recommended the recommended videos are so many. Like in fact, in this in this season, I saw so many vloggers just come up. That, you know, people yeah. names I don't even know. Honestly, recommended there. I miss you, but And so, how can somebody get into a position where you're the one being recommended now? You're the one who's gonna reap those benefits as you mentioned in the coming year for example you have to you have to find a style that stands out for you okay. you see people like and i'm just going to plug in a few people people like flaco mm -hmm. flaco is now being used by communications authority of kenya to even do their adverts yeah. and yet when flaco started people were making fun of his jokes mm -hmm. so it's it's finding it's finding a niche that is not very, is not tapped into as much yet. Mm -hmm. And then just running with that. Someone also like Auntie Jemima. Mm -hmm. I'm not Kikuyu, 
but I could watch Auntie Jemima. I'd much rather have someone translate for me what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Because her her way of vlogging and comedy is not as we've been seeing it. This is the reason why someone like, say, Churchill has been able to stand all these years, even with upcoming comedians and all that, is because he found a niche 10, maybe 12, maybe more years ago and has stayed true to it and he's now ripping off it even during covid right now i saw um i saw a youtube that i'm i I saw a video rather that i'm yet to watch for churchill um and he's talking to chrisky ruby you see it's things it's things like those it's finding it's finding that 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 capengo in what everybody else is doing and just fit in it will take time for people to understand what you do but eventually it will it will it will just come up. I'll even use, is her name Aziad or Aziad? Aziad. You, you, you mentioned uh, before. The dancer. Okay. Don't, don't put words in my mouth. Not that I'm not her fan anyway. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I'm also one of those people who really don't know how to pronounce her name. Aziad, Aziad, Aziad. But we get the point. Uh, yeah. You see, right now she's she's the TikTok queen of Kenya, and it's not Ati Alifanya something that has never been seen in the face of the earth. She just saw an opportunity and rode into it. People were talking about her prices and nini, but you see all that Ilianda Chini, and she's now ripping off it. So with with digital, it is more about finding Kashimokako and then just maximizing the hell out of it. Mm. That is what will put you above everybody else. Yeah. Because right now, right now everybody, everybody right now is vlogging or typical day in the life of Zalambi Murabu. Even I wouldn't watch that because So you have to be very creative in the kind of content that you're putting out right now because then there's a very short window right now. If you don't if you don't jump on the opportunity of COVID sai when people have a lot more time on their hands, next year, by the time some of us want to get into opening our own YouTube channels, people like you guys would have already soared far past us and far past numbers that we could even ever get. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we, but when you talk about uh, the skill, because you mentioned uh, nobody would want to watch maybe a day in the life of Timothy Otieno, for instance. What, what then is this? Because you just don't want to open a YouTube page for the sake of opening. You don't want to open a podcast or start a podcast for the sake of starting a podcast. Yeah. You need to have an end goal. And yeah. to create that path that will lead you to that goal, there are some skills that you're supposed to have, you're supposed to hone. So for any young person who's listening to this, what are some of those skills that you tell this person? A, you should, before you even think about opening a YouTube page or a blog, you need to know this or do this what are some of those specific skills that they need to have um the first one would be enroll at youtube university there's nothing that youtube right now cannot teach you so learn as much as you can from youtube and not by necessarily watching what other people are doing but more so just looking at things, watching things like, how do I grow my numbers? 
How do I ensure consistency? How do I ensure that what I'm putting out, people want to subscribe to? Um, that would be the first one. And then also, also watch, if say you want to start a podcast, also watch what other podcasters are doing and don't necessarily focus on your region, but also start to look at what people in Australia are doing, what people in Mumbai are doing, what people in India are doing. The other thing would be, be very consistent on social media because on social media platforms, be very consistent on Instagram, Twitter, if it works for you, because those are the platforms where you can sell yourself before somebody engages in what it is you're doing. And then the other thing, learn, learn the basics of what you want to get into. Do proper, proper, proper research first and then find out what other people are doing. Find out what different people are doing. And then also go into what you have a passion for. Don't, if you know, if you know 15 hours, maybe YouTube is not your scope. Maybe look at things like podcasting. If you're very good with a camera, maybe vlogging is for you. If you're very good at writing, maybe blogging is for you. And there are other people who are doing really good on IGTV. You don't even have to necessarily have a YouTube channel. I usually tell young people this. You don't have to have a YouTube channel first. Build it on IGTV. Start doing videos and editing them and putting them on IGTV just to see how people respond to them. And then also have a few critics in your corner. Have friends who will tell you the truth of the matter. When you're talking about people who will tell you that and you will understand that it is constructive criticism and it's people who honestly wish the best for you. Those are I'd say what people need to have before getting into it. There's something we were saying, there's something we mentioned about um, that aspect of doing research is so important because um, you said that you can smell somebody who hasn't done research. I've seen a lot of people who are basically just copying what everybody else is doing. Now, what you mentioned earlier, a typical day in the life of so-and-so is something that is so common that yeah. whose life do you want to watch? To what, how many lives will you watch before you get bored? You understand? Yeah. And so what has happened is, there are guys who are so big at some point on social media, which is coming now, which, which brings me to my next question. There are guys who are so big on social media. So many young guys want to be influencers, for example. Omona, Omona Ziad, Omona, what is his name? Vela Sidika, so at that time, and everybody wanted to be like, you may want to be a socialite, to be a social media influencer and the likes. But they end up going with a wave, the wave rises like this, and then once it's done, it's done, and they go to the next uh, the next trend. So for somebody who has some, let's say who has genuine content, for example, who is not necessarily trying to copy other people, how can they ride that wave? How can they get the wave going and ride that wave in such a way that they won't just fall out and be forgotten with the next trend that comes up? Um, for such a scenario, um, plug in, plug into what is happening. Okay. Plug into conversations that are quote-unquote already trending. Okay. Because then that people will be like, oh, okay, let me listen to what Zalambi's opinion about this and that is. Okay. Um, plugging into, say, uh, when Chadwick Bosman died, um, you see, if, if you put out content and then you're speaking about something to do with his death. Mm -hmm. Everybody 
after the announcing of his death happened, everybody wanted to plug into how people are paying their respects to Bosman. So you find something to talk about and then you plug it in and then also let that be the title, quote unquote, of your video or of your audio or of your blog. (laughs) You can change it afterwards, but now you see people will, will have already tapped into your content just so that they can see what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is continue to be genuine and true to yourself. Okay. People don't, I mean, now not unless you're famous even before you get into the digital space, you don't just get online and then you jump to 10,000 subscribers or 10,000 followers. You have to grow it and you have to build it so continue to be genuine and true to yourself because some of say videos and podcasts i engage in or i engage with rather are people who are very more or less like myself they're not people who are it's people who be as real and as authentic to yourself and your character and who you are as possible. So people people like relatable content. Just because you're recording a podcast or a vlog, just for it to be a conversation. Be as real and as authentic as you possibly can to yourself and you honestly owe that to your audience as well yeah okay yeah yeah i i i want to shift sort of if you guys will allow me the direction of the trajectory of this conversation to also factor in those who may not necessarily want to do anything digital full time So, for instance, not everybody could have the time to open a YouTube channel and post stuff. Not everybody can have the time to blog. Maybe I have an eight to five job every day. I have kids on the weekend, but I want to still be, have at least digital skills. I want something that can be able to help me manage my Facebook page or at least be up to date with what's happening in the digital world. I want to manage my Twitter. I want to manage my Instagram. Let's say, for instance, if you're a journalist like me, you want to still be able to grow your followers, but still maintain your day job. So you don't want to do this full time. How can such a person be able to be elite, for lack of a better term, be able to are up to speed with what's happening digitally, but still maintain their daily routine or a, any other business that they do on the side, which they have a passion for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing would be, first of all, find out why people follow you. Find out what kind of content people follow you for. Do people follow you because you post Bible verses? Do people follow you because you're motivational? Do people follow you because you're opinionated? Find out why people follow you and then maximize on that. How do you know that? How do you okay. know that, that? How will I know? So me, I just post, me, me and I posting pictures of my family one time. I post pictures of this and that. So how will I know that guys are there for that specifically? 
Okay, so the first the first thing would be check which of your posts guests gets the most say likes or comments. Okay. And I'm not I'm not talking about a tea. You posted a bikini picture. So sasa ushinani umetupostia picture za bikini. But like check kama followers wako wanataka hiyo sasa utafanyaje? for that. Unatoa hata watu kutokana na kushinda maona bikini. And I'm a woman, and I'm saying this as a woman. <laughs> Maybe from a male perspective, it's different. But <laughs> look, <laughs> listeners don't don't post photos of bikini skills at all. From a Latino, they post Instagram. Anyway, start from another day. Uh-huh. <laughs> look at um your posts that get more likes and more comments. Okay. And then also begin to. engage your audience uh-huh. begin to say if you if you're posting say a caption uh-huh. um add something that will bring about that will cause an, an engagement to it uh-huh. ask something like how was your day that's if your caption is talking about your day or the kind of day that you've had ask people how was your day uh-huh. for starters it will probably only have one comment two comments but as you keep as you keep engaging people and causing people to want to comment and tell you or answer something that you've asked the more the more um the wider your audience gets okay that's the first thing okay. the second thing is the f- the second thing to do is to um maximize efforts on your insta story okay So be be active on your Insta story. Ask questions on your Insta story. Do short short videos on your Insta stories or Facebook stories or WhatsApp stories or twi- Twitter these days even has Twitter audio or Twitter audio. Just kind of get people's opinions about different things. Um because you see if if someone is if someone has decided to watch Insta story and Zalambi or it's bumped apple as they are on social media then once they get once they get onto your profile and they see you've asked a question i mean most people would respond because you see you're not exiting that point to go and respond separately and that's the same for facebook and twitter so that's another way to find out what kind of content people like to see okay so now back to team split okay. so once once you find out what people like to see be consistent Mm-hmm. We are not saying give us a video give us a podcast every week but make up for the days when you're not. Mm-hmm. On days when you're not giving content post things on Facebook, post things on Twitter, post things on Instagram. Post and just talk to people in line with the conversations that you have on your platforms, mm-hmm. say on YouTube or podcasting. This is just also to ensure that your audience is also not getting bored so that they don't see you as a say quote unquote one hit wonder because you see if someone posts one podcast a month and then they've been quiet for a month the next month waki post podcast you'll be like ah hata usa anatucheza sasa you don't engage us for an entire month and then when you have a podcast guys go listen go subscribe share it it doesn't work like that you have to keep engaging people um the other thing would be to educate yourself with 
educate yourself with what works for you. Okay. If say yours is mostly motivational, start to also engage in motivational material just so that you're growing, you're expanding, you're expanding your resources so that how Jashinda the same area or the same place. Not to be a bit more practical. Yeah. I'm starting a business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting, let, let me say, I'm starting a, a, a clothes shop, for example. And all that clothes shop to be specifically online. I don't have money to, 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 to put up a physical shop at the moment, but I want to, to start online. And I'm thinking on the Instagram for now. So how can I grow my numbers so I can draw more clients from square one, from scratch? What can I do practically to actually begin and then grow? Okay. So um, post, even when you have zero subscribers, and what I usually say to people who are um, starting online business is begin to post even the business starts so that you have an audience by the time you're quote unquote launching the business online. It's where you're posting to zero followers. Build up the excitement or the anxiety for people to see what is this that's coming on this page do short short videos with your phone to build up the excitement before you even say i'm now selling clothes um and before i move from that point the one mistake that people usually do is to change their personal accounts into their business accounts I don't have full. I've started a new page, and see, it seems to be more. Wouldn't it be more logical if I convert me? And maybe I have like four hundred people, and now I convert it. Why isn't it logical to do that? Because then people did not follow you for the clothes. Gotcha. So once once someone sees, I na page na postingingu or na niyata sivangi taxido, and follow. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now have have um posts even before you start posting about this business that you're doing. The other thing is have your friends and your family share your um, Instagram profile. Share it widely, widely, on WhatsApp, on their own Insta stories as messages, because you see, you can send a link. Send it as messages. Send it to people's DMs. Sure. Have the people closest to you mm-hmm. be the ones who are supporting you to get your word out there. Okay. Um, the other thing would be to boost or to promote your posts. Okay. Very many people are usually skeptical about this. But what people do not know is that it is actually very affordable to boost your posts, say, on Instagram. It would cost you about... 500 bob to 800 bob to boost a post in a day this is obviously the price is obviously going to vary depending on and it could be more than that the amount could go a lot more than that but i know that you can boost a post on instagram for 500 bob for 625 bob 535 bob where you can put the audience uh, sorry not audience the 
target audience that you want to see. Um, and you do this by selecting the age. So say if it is a clothes store, put the ages of spending ability, which would be 18 years all the way to 40 or whatever. The wider, obviously the gap, the more the money. Mm-hmm. And then put, um, you also get to select kilometers. So you put the radius of in which you'd want people to bump into this profile. Yeah, okay. If say you put it on Mombasa Road, sure. you put your radius around Mombasa Road. If I am passing on Mombasa Road and I'm on Instagram, it would most likely pop up on my feed. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Okay. That, that is what I mean by kilometer radius. So, yeah. Once once you um, set up a post to boost, then you also decide um, why are you boosting that post. Okay. The most logical thing to do would be to say to increase sales. Okay. Once you do that, then it will lead you to either attach um, your Instagram profile or to attach a phone number directly. Okay. Which is now where if someone sees, they can decide to go directly to your Instagram profile, which is usually that car, it's usually like a banner at the bottom of sponsored posts. Yeah. Um, I don't think it says click, but it's usually it's usually a very small banner at the at the bottom of a post, yeah. which if you click on that post, it will do the action that has been keyed in by this person. Yeah. And then also sometimes go to profile. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But now by the time you're getting to um boosting a post, have have things in your share post. Okay. So that you're not boosting a post and then people come and find you only posted two things. <laughs> Mm. you're not looking very credible at that point post a couple of things then boost the post okay and then make it make it look very very relatable if it is clothes if say it's a top pair it with jeans and shoes and kitukayo na kofia even on the top pekiake unauza Mm. But let people feel like as though, ah, by the way, kumbi vondu vleneze iva, then that was what will now drive people to want to place the order. What's the biggest misconception about um, social media that you think guys need to get past as far as in the area, to be specific, in the area of maybe starting a business, maybe, or like developing a brand? What's a, what are some of the biggest misconceptions around using social media to develop your brand or to build your business? The first one would be that being on social media is enough. It certainly is not. You have to put in the work and the effort required to rise above what everybody else um, in, say, the business you're doing is doing. So by mainly having a name, Zalambi Mrabo Fashions, that's not enough. You have to ensure that you're doing certain steps to ensure that you're above everybody else who's in the fashion industry, that it's viewers that people will see. Um, I'll use an example of the thrift market online. Very many people are now buying clothes online 
And you see, before, very many people were skeptical about it. Like, I'm buying something, or if it looks different in person. I mean, once you touch it, the texture is different or whatever else is different. So now you see, you have to, you have to build your brand to the point where if I know I'm ordering a shirt from Josh, I know vile naka ndo vile takuja. So just being on the platform is not enough. Um, the second thing is thinking that you can use influencers and relax. You use influencers, but you have to ensure using an influencer will make you have to do double the work to ensure once the influencers are coming to your profile, they are coming there kupata vitu zinasonga. Don't use an influencer and then people come to your profile and then there's slow response when people are asking how much this is or is this still available or how long will this um, take to be delivered to my place. If you're using an influencer, just know you've not slashed your work by half. If anything, you have to put in double the effort to ensure by the time this influencer's audience they decide to follow you and stay. Another misconception would be thinking, and this is going to sound a bit contradictory at first, thinking that just posting is all you have to do. Okay. Posting is good. Posting is a fast step. But you also need to now start searching around for these random people who ask something like, where can I get speakers? That's your point to plug in and say, we sell speakers. We sell speakers varying from this amount to this amount, and we can deliver them to your house in 24 hours. Okay. So you have to be very, you have to look at what are people talking about. You see these people, um, these people who, if say on Twitter, something is trending, Mm-hmm. That is plug-in. Yeah. That is a plug-in, rather. Because you see, once you see a hashtag trending and you go look at it, those are the first people that you'll see. Yeah, gotcha. If you want speakers, you'd like... So you have to be... You have to keep checking what other people are doing. I've seen something that is happening a lot right now with um, tours and travel companies... Mm. where they see quote-unquote influencer saying, I wish I was in the coast. I wish I was in the coast. And they tell them, we can take you to the coast. We can take you to the coast at this amount. It would essentially cost this amount, but we'll slash it into half for you. Mm. Um, especially this is what we were in Nyamatrama business and the flower industry mm-hmm. you see someone saying um uh something about flowers mm-hmm. that is the best place to plug in your business if you're a florist mm-hmm. you say we sell flowers at this amount of money mm-hmm. nyamachoma people who, even if you see post plate nyamachoma i jalishi anakula uko leo kesha tataka kulamali tofauti so just post yours there and say tunapatikana bypass apo kando ya kibanda imeandikwa fanta baridi things like that gotcha 
if someone buys a shoe from you and you say i'll deliver it hours and you're there two hours 45 minutes before kablata your three then they'll recommend your service they'll recommend your products mm-hmm. yeah awesome so it's not enough to post not enough to post maybe yeah that's very uh, well put stacy i'd like to ask a question that I I believe and I've heard from many other people's experiences yeah. uh, sometimes social media can be your downfall sometimes social media can be the reason why you don't get a job maybe you have I have heard of many instances where now these are not people who are starting business these are people who are looking for formal employment white collar jobs where employers and even interviewers ask somebody based on a post they made on their own personal social media account. So it goes to that point where, you know, sometimes also what we post is under scrutiny because it's public and it's yeah. public domain. And I believe one of the skills, maybe you'll uh, comment on this, one of the things I would consider a digital skill is what I would call digital intelligence. Mm-hmm. That is now knowing what to comment, how to comment it, and to what extent, especially if you are looking for work, because employers often come back and go through your social media, and maybe this day you insulted a politician, or you ins- I insulted you on social media, and I want to be the head of HR in a company. For example, there's somebody, there's somebody on Twitter, was she, uh, somebody, was she so, uh, a PS or something like that, who was given a post, and then... Yes. That post was removed. She was against yes. posted years back, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Then she was appointed to be the board of she uh she went, she was against I think the Nairobi National Park or something. Yes. Wanted the railway line to pass through it. Exactly. And then years later she's appointed to to lead a board of the Nairobi National Park. So yeah, that's a very good classic example. And I'd like to talk on this because as very as young people sometimes and you see this word trolling. We like trolling people, we like insulting people online, we like being as negative as we can, we think that's trendy, but mm-hmm. sometimes we lack foresight because in the future this might come back to bite us. Would you care to comment on this and just be like well, it's digital intelligence, being wise enough and intelligent enough to know, I might not like Josh Folorunso, but I don't think I'll go to his page and insult him because I might one day be, this might one day be used again. Yeah. Um... And even even just before I give my remarks on that, these days, even just to get an American visa, they go through your social media profile. If they see anything fun, it is allegedly denied. Mm. So it is very, you see, it is it is okay to have an opinion against something or against someone. But how you put it online is what matters because there's this there's this thing that i believe when you guys as parents have said a lot especially when facebook was just coming up in like 2012 2013 used to hear a lot of the internet never forgets Uh, and you think ah ah, i'm church too they just don't want me to get on facebook yeah or whatever else but that is actually quite true the internet does not ever forget yeah. these days it is very easy for someone to go to your profile and search for something that you posted you see if you posted something out of anger in 2016 <laughs> you probably will not remember when you're being employed if i was called to bbc say for example for a job and yet 
do you guys remember um, this time when Rimado um, was able to employ very many people into the BBC mm-hmm. and then it became an entire conversation online? Mm-hmm. You see, and we're, going, we're just going to use this as an example. This, I have never said it is not even my opinion, we're just using it as an example. Let's say if I went on social media, things like BBC, BBC has favorites or BBC pre-interviews before the actual interview. You see, if I post something like that, I'm like, I'm very passionate about BBC. I believe in your values. I stand for your values. I can, I can work well under pressure. I work well in a team. I've been envisioning myself at BBC. And then they just search and they see something like that. It does not matter if you have a master's, a PhD, or if you're even more experienced of people who are interviewed with you, if you post anything that is against that company, you lose the opportunity to join just like that. And these days there's even affiliation opposition. If I posted something about BBC or about a particular drink, let's use an example Fanta Orange. I post something bad about Fanta Orange. In Onjangan Kamawami Fatu, I don't know. And then I go and look for a job at Coca-Cola or Sprite. You see, the brand affiliations. They're not genuine opinions, but it's okay. I'd like to formally say that uh, to Coca-Cola company, this, this the comments on Salabi are not... Are not Disclaimer. Yes. yes. Disclaimer. Those are not... Disclaimer. Um, I, I, love, I love Fanta... I, I, I love Fanta Orange. I thought it was in my head. Mkwanda na just kena Fanta Orange. Honestly. also helping children out there with it. We are not against it. If yeah. I was to say something against job at either Coca-Cola or Sprite, if they see whatever I posted about Fanta, they'll still decide not to pick me based on the brand affiliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very if if something angers you online take time to cool down fast before you just about it yeah. if anything your opinion would much rather be late and be quote unquote timely to, to be having an opinion you'd much rather have a late opinion but not one that people can have their own perspectives about or not one that people can pick holes into that could be your downfall years to come. I mean, that is such an important thing to mention with the thought of 2022 coming. Because mm-hmm. back in a few years ago when we had our elections here, man, the 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 vile, the, just the, the amount of the absolute nonsense and anger and stuff that was all over social media was crazy. It was crazy because I remember even one lady posting and saying, you guys need to understand that when you're going to look for a job, Guys are gonna be looking at what you're posting online after this. You insult as much as you have an opinion, even concerning a politician and the likes. When it gets to a place, now you start insulting your fellow man because of their yeah. tribe, for example, which is the major yeah. issue as per the last elections. It's gonna be a crazy thing for you when now you're gonna you're looking for a job and now they go back and see those posts. I was seeing, I saw, I saw so much of that at that time, and it was shocking for me because I felt like guys are not looking ahead. And like yeah. into the future past these elections. And it was just something quite sad because if you go back, 
all those posts. Konza Facebook. Ah, Konza Facebook is one which me for me does not forget. In fact, it will remind you with memories the things that you posted <laughs> some years back. And yeah. so um, I think it's important. Not to say, in fact, I call it social media etiquette. And I just yeah. understand that for your own sake, be careful what you're posting. Be careful yeah. what you say. I like what you said. You'd rather have a late opinion, but a well-thought opinion, a constructive yeah. opinion, than have yeah. a timely opinion that costs you in the future. It's not yeah. worth it. That's it. And also, don't, um, do not constantly feel the need to put your voice to everything that's happening. Sometimes there's things that are very sticky. Say like, what you said about politics. Politics is a very sticky conversation. If you choose to air your opinion about the political scene, especially in our country, you have to be very hey, critical Gosh. about how you post it. Yeah, yeah. You'd much rather as opposed to you posting it. Do not feel the need to plug your voice into everything that's happening in this country. Sit out a certain sit out certain conversations. Yeah. To this one, me, I'll just have my conversation among, I'll just have my opinion among my friends, but will not necessarily put it in a social media space. Don't feel the need to weigh in on everything yeah gotcha i'd also like to ask one perhaps final one or i think i have two more uh just before we end this conversation and it's a topic that we haven't brought out that maybe people might be wondering how to make money off of uh and platforms that we have. How do you commercialize your YouTube channel? How do you commercialize your Instagram? How do I commercialize my blog? So that aside from the fact that I'm passionate about what I do, I have a following, how do I earn a living out of this? So how do I make an extra buck out of it? Okay, um, I would say position yourself. The first thing would be position yourself. If you want a certain lotion to jump onto your brand, Start, you know, jipakange mafuta, watu askie, unajipaka mafuta. Then it would be very easy for a lotion brand to jump on board. That's one thing. And that's just using a lotion example. It could cut it to your cloth. Cut the lotion example to your cloth. Um, that would be the first. The second would be pitch. Very many young people hate pitching because they hate writing proposals. Mm-hmm. But you see, if you want Michael Joseph to know who the hell you are, you have to introduce yourself. You have aware of who you are. And Michael Joseph is just a very random name. Not okay, it's random. I mean, we all know Michael Joseph, but like... Yeah, yes. as an example. As an example, you have to be willing to pitch yourself to corporates that you'd want to be affiliated with. Because you see what influencers, the truth that influencers do not give is that for YouTubing and blogging and podcasting starts paying you, it will take time before Ianze Kukulipa. Influencers make it look like as though you put out the first podcast, 
you're an overnight success. Mm-hmm. You're ripping in your hundreds of thousands. It does not work like that. Even they themselves have to write proposals to pitch themselves. Now, when it comes to writing proposals, very many people fear writing proposals, which is perfectly okay. But do not fear it and decide to sit in your fear. Go to YouTube University, learn how to write a proposal, learn how to pitch different brands, learn how to sell yourself, learn also how to do, um, it's called an elevation pitch. Elevation yeah, pitch. Elevator. elevator pitch. Yes, yes. Where if you meet team five minutes for lifts, you can sell yourself to the best of your ability. Bila kumwambia, watch kutumia email. Most people do not have that time to sit around and wait for your email, which also ties into network. Go to, go to other events. And then also um, praise or uh, make noise about those ones who've gone ahead of you. If they drop podcast, watangaze. Sema, oh, hey guys, I listened to this podcast. They've just removed their new podcast. Nini, nini, nini. Alafu, after umesha eka yo yao, eka yako. Sema, mine has also dropped today. So that, when they see that one, they'll be like, oh, okay, let's give a listen to who this boy is and what he talks about. But you have to, in the digital space, you have to position yourself properly because people are not going to sleep and wake up and have the name Zalabi in their head. You have to properly position yourself to be able to make money off digital space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My last question is, um, I, is, is, is digital literacy or having digital skills, is it really for everyone? Aside from our parents, the age of group of our parents, our age, uh, who have grown up in the world of social media, the internet and all that, is it for everyone? Would you say it's for everyone? Or would you say at least learn one out of skills or it just depends? It could be for you, it could not be for you. And even if it's not for you, it is fine and you can still make it in life. What would you say? It is certainly not for everybody. However, that does not mean that you exclude yourself from learning about digital literacy. Because you see, we only know our tomorrow because we assume we're going to wake up tomorrow. We assume what we're doing today is the same thing that we're going to do tomorrow. We are young people. We are not in our 40s. Who knows, 10 years from now, you may get an opportunity, maybe even three, five years from now, you may get an opportunity for you to do something in the digital space. And it looks very promising. But now you see, if you know nothing about digital, you turn down an offer. And I'm not even saying at necessarily an offer like vlogging or podcasting or blogging. It doesn't have to be that. It could easily just be someone who says, I may don't have the time. Could you manage my social media account for me? But now you see, you can't just do that out of the blues have some sort of digital literacy with you because especially right now with COVID and again, not mentioning about these people who've gone into YouTubing and blogging and podcasting, but now with COVID, very many jobs are turning online. At work, 
very many people are being shown how to work from home because covid has happened now you see you we can't know what's going to happen in next year leoni covid keshoni something else that will throw you into the digital space and you know nothing about it we are no longer in the area in the uh, in the arena of sink or swim as you have to no sorry not sink or swim sink and swim utamezwa because right now everybody is trying to learn as much as they can from digital and digital has very many different facets you can be digital on the technical side digital on the data side it doesn't necessarily have to be social media but at least know one or two things about something find something and learn about it you could open a business next year and it will have to be online then what will you do you knew you decided to exclude yourself from learning anything about digital so now you're thinking so it is digital is not for everyone but even if it is not for you be literate to some extent okay do not there's beauty in knowing a little bit of almost everything there's there's so much beauty in that you can't just decide ni isi yangu so hata stajisumbua Learn, learn some, something, something small about everything, really. You know, it's surprising. You know what you said. This is important about digital literacy because you find that in this season, when this thing happened, young guys, young guys like us, would just call me up and ask me simply, "How can I download my Zoom clip? Yeah. How can I convert my Zoom? How can I, how can I watch it again? How? And if it's too simple, that." If somebody who has been using YouTube before can go on and, and actually see how to actually research and know these things, but if you have no li- digital literacy at all, when such things happen, you're caught off guard. And like you said, I like what you said. You we we wake up with the assumption that we know tomorrow because we think because we have the assumption that we'll wake up tomorrow and everything will be just the same way it was. But that's not always the case. And the 2020 has really shown us that as much as we planned out a lot of stuff, uh, things happen. things happen yeah. things can happen covid can happen something else can happen and it's important to position ourselves well in a way that we can try to be consistent in a way that we're not caught off guard yeah you know the people who are you you're waiting for the rain to come so you can get your umbrella at the very least have the umbrella with you so that um i usually say you in a little sense when you have an umbrella you'd rather have it and not need it than need it and yeah. not have it and that's the that's same thing digital literacy rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it and that's something that okay. 2020 has really really showed us so my people thank you so much zalami for being thank here thank you Stacey, thank I've, you i've really really enjoyed it i've learned a lot about digital literacy but personally i've learned about digital etiquette i think that's a very important conversation to have you can abuse um this tool that you've been given but i'm glad that you are here i'm glad that we had this conversation and i'm sure it's going to help a lot of people so thanks so much for being here Thank you so much for having me guys. Thank you so much. For everybody else listening, thank you so much for joining us once again. Time and time again, you are the real MVP. Thank you and thank you and thank you. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So, have yourself a wonderful week. Have yourself a wonderful morning, a wonderful evening, even a wonderful afternoon. Depending on when you're listening to this particular episode. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>